Cold ground on our wind up on the grid. It's lights out. And away we go on this week's grid walk. So, Evan Summer Break's going great. I, I don't miss it yet. Give me about a week. This time yeah. next week. It still just feels like, it just felt, I guess, because it was the first weekend, it just felt like an off race week. So maybe right. once it's like two weeks off in a row, maybe once we like three, I'm going to be like, what? Hello. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also in the land of Lala. So it kind of almost felt like F1 didn't, didn't exist, real. except for when I bumped into other F1 fans in F1 merch. Did something happen? Oh, live mail, live mail. Brianna's opening the mail. This is so important. Hold on, I'll wait till I sit down to say this. This is real. I don't know what's happening. Hello? So I have a wedding that I need to attend in six days. Oh. And I don't have a dress. Oh, you still don't have a dress to wear. No, which is my own procrastination. This is my fault. Right. But what, like, what do you wear to a black tie optional event? I told you, ASO. Not some. Not sponsored. Yeah, not something in the closet. I'm also sliding down as I go. So this would be a fun bit on the podcast for whenever I need to. <laughs> back up but what you'll see me like slowly I, I I'm, I'm going lower to the ground but <laughs> is that on purpose or nope, where are you sitting nope. right now so I'm currently so I am in Chicago because Lollapalooza if we use this for the show or not ah! and Delta I think is having a bit of a day and canceled a bunch of flights all across the country so I uh, was going to be home today, um, and now I'm not home today. So I am in Chicago at a friend's apartment in her bedroom, and I am borrowing her desk chair. We're really making it work. So YouTube viewers, mm -hmm. yes, you are not crazy. I am in a completely new environment. I, I did not move again, um, but I am not in my same time zone. Oh, that's a pretty dress. We love a leg slit on a dress. Yes, yes. This is as basic as someone could go. This is like my backup backup dress, which is I basically would describe it as just a floor length black, like stretchy material with a slit. Great. That's how I would describe this to anyone because I'm not doing a good job showing it. So that arrived and then, so I don't go too many black tie adjacent events like this is not Fair. stuff that's just like sitting in my closet right. so i don't and i think this is the exact same option but it's more it's less stretchy and it has more of like a oh i like the top the, like cowl top cute yes. yeah yeah all of and these are great options shorter. to dress up with accessories right mm -hmm. and then i'm thinking like i might actually be able to wear it again because I was looking at ASOS and at Revolve, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to spend $300 on a dress I'm going to wear once and never again, and I just, yeah, I procrastinated. This is really me making excuses for procrastinating. 
But I'll be at a wedding this weekend. Yay, weddings. And I will not be at a music festival and I will be back in my normal state. But music festivals are... Yeah, so how was Lala? I love Lala. Um, I say music festivals are fun. Like I go to a bunch of them and I really just am like a Lala stan. Um, Really great, incredible, stacked lineup who were big hits to see. Uh, Billie Eilish, Carly Rae Jepsen was always really fun. 1975, Maisie Peters, Noah Kahn, Maggie Rogers was unbelievable. Um, I wrapped out the show last night. We had to make a really hard decision between Red Hot Chili Peppers and Lana Del Rey, and we did go see Lana Del Rey, which I know oh, Brianna would be like, that is so not what I would do. No, no, no. I see, I don't think you can make a wrong decision there. We were like, what do you mean? This is the closing night at the exact same time on opposite ends. We was like making a pros and cons list of what what to do. I was like, I, I would have made the decision. Yeah, I think I would have made the decision based on likelihood for me to purchase a ticket or mm-hmm. or convince someone to go. Like, I think I could convince someone in my life to go see L- Lana again. So I would want to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers because it would be harder for me to convince someone in my life to go to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. But right. I don't think that there's a wrong decision. There wasn't. They were, they were still touring. Like, like, yeah, so that's what Lana, like, Lana just came back. A lot of people are saying, you know, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers will stop. I don't think they will. So I think I'll get another opportunity there. But it was great. I was hyped to just be there at all the things. Food's delicious. I love Chicago. The city of Chicago is, like, incredible. It's so much fun. I was actually... Lala's, like, part of where NASCAR was. We're not part of, but, like, it was in the same locations where NASCAR was here a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago. So it's really funny seeing, like, a lot of the remnants of, like, all of the NASCAR prep, like, throughout Chicago. There's a lot of, like, Chicago, like, motor core apparel everywhere. So, like, that's that's really, really funny. So, but incredible weekend. looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a beautiful, this is such a great setting for it. I feel like yeah. this is the type of setting that, like, when F1's thinking about a New York City race, it's so, it would be, they would want this, but I don't think they would get this. Um but great times. NASCAR can pull it off. Yeah, uh, yeah, with mixed well, mixed reviews of of how it went down. But we'll see. yeah, it, it's the view of it all with the lake and everything. So we'll, yeah, it would be very interesting to see an F one race, you know, take place here. But NASCAR, I mean, like Chicago. Yeah, I mean, this is pure F one summer break conversation. Where I don't mm. even think we've said the word Formula One once yet in this intro. We're just catching up. <laughs> but let's continue that. It was the Lana Del Rey and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Grand Prix. And uh, for me, Lana Del Rey finished out P1. <laughs> and wedding dress shopping, in which I hopefully one of these dresses will be P1. Black tie optional to a woman is just as annoying and confusing as business casual. The spectrum of dresses women are going to show up to this event. And I have texted multiple people I know going to this wedding. And they have sent me everything from a cocktail dress to a ball gown. That's black tie optional. That is legitimately the act of it being optional, the people opting into the option of wanting to be black tie. And it's also like, you can't be going by whatever dress your mom's gonna be wearing because it's such a different level once it's like, cause then like when moms go black tie optional, it's like, that's like the full like entire like thing. But yeah, it's different. It's so hard. And I, in my brain, I hear black tie optional and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm leaning black tie because that's just 
Right. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. No, that's my personal opinion yeah. on it. It's also, it's a family wedding. So I think like, because there's the whole photo element of yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta be black tie-ish. Right. But, that's so crazy. I learned 10 days ago now. So like, not super, like not with a lot of time to plan. I learned that the wedding party is gonna be all like pastel colors. So now I need to make sure, so, and it's not that there's a color, because I'm a firm believer that like, if the bridesmaids are wearing a color, you don't wear that color. But if all the bridesmaids are wearing every pastel color, now I'm like, okay, so I need a bold, bright, or dark color. It like really limited the options. Black. the black so dresses. Brianna's gonna wear black, and she's never worn black before, ever. She owns no black. And it's going to be a really right. out of her comfort zone moment for her to be in something black. Just kidding. It's Welcome back to Tire of Topics. Silly season edition. So last week we talked about the Red Bull number two seat. We talked about Carlos Sainz, who is back on this wheel just to stress me out. And Nico Hulkenberg, who is not on this wheel. Uh, this week, the Tire of Topics is selecting do we talk about Lando Norris and Alex Albon, who are connected? Do we talk about Logan Sargent? Do we talk about IndyCar drivers and F2 drivers and where they stand in silly season? Carlos is back. We have Lewis Hamilton. Uh, we have the Alfa Romeo drivers, and then we have Max Verstappen. All of these spins are just various silly season storylines that are worth digging into. Uh, and like we said last week, there's a lot of summer break left. So if we don't hit on the one you're looking to hear us talk about, we'll probably talk about it next week. And drivers can clearly come back on the wheel because news happens and there's things that we will eventually talk about. But so. Or the lack of news. Or lack of news. <laughs> Excuse someone. <laughs> not there yet. Okay. Let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel of fun. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out on such a fun time with this spinning Pirelli wheel. Oh, I also, it's not a wheel. It's a tire. Tire, right. Tire Tepo has me. Woo! Fantastic. Exactly where we wanted to start because we were already alluding to the lack of news that we are currently getting from Lewis Hamilton. Hi. Where is the contract extension? Knock, knock. Show us. Thank you. Please. Yeah. I think the most recent news is... That uh, I guess that there's no news, but that both of them continue to talk about it. So Toto recently said that this contract isn't going to cover any post F1 area. Also, since we last talked about this, Toto said he's working very hard to keep Lewis in the sport, which is never a quote that I like to hear personally. And Lewis said that it's just with the lawyers and he is threatening us that we're not going to hear till Abu Dhabi because he is being mean and wants us all to stop asking about it. But Lewis, I will stop asking about it if you, you tell answer. us, tell us and we'll stop asking. Give us what we're asking for and guess what will happen? <gasps> we'll stop asking. Yeah, I also saw the Toto quotes and like part of me, the, the comments of like this contract is only like entailing what happens like you know, during F1 career, not like a post F1. And I'm like, okay, okay that's great. Cause I don't want to, I'm not ready to be talking about any post F1 career there at all. Even though I hope that would be down the line, him in a role with Mercedes or seeing him do something, but that's okay. I'm like more like, okay, great. So you're talking about the now and it, like contracts are such a like annoying back and forth thing. And Lewis 
it's so the point, and we've said this, it really could just be sitting with lawyers, and it's the, like fine-tuning little wording things, but come on, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, I don't want to wait till Abu Dhabi. I was so like, it's going to be Silverstone. Silverstone will be the magical day, and here we are. So on a scale from 1 to 10, like where, where are your nerves? 10 being super nervous, 1 being not nervous at all. Because right now the discourse I'm seeing online is people are like stringing together Toto Wolf quotes and about how Toto's sounding more stressed. We did get the alleged news that Ferrari did offer Lewis a contract, but Lewis didn't accept. Like, so like, where, where are your nerves right now? At 10 being like, oh my God, he's like, like leaving Mercedes? Yeah. Or it's only a one-year contract? Because to me, a one-year contract sounds it's awful. Like, I don't want to do this again next year. I'm going to start probably definitely lower than you because I'm just going in with optimism. And I'm going to go, I'm, I'm putting myself at a four. I'm putting myself at a four. <laughs> the at shade a, at me. Right. So go <laughs> ahead and give us your higher than five answer probably. No, my I was going in at like a five-ish, a four or five. I'm right where you are. Like. Yeah. Like, I know the contract will get done. It will probably be two years, maybe Lewis with some kind of option done. after next year. Lewis is, like, right. like so angry. Yeah. Like, he's not leaving, and I don't, I, he's not going to Ferrari. No, no, no. Right. Then, and that rumor came out. I mean, that rumor was rumored a while ago, and then, like, literally the new, most recent news was, yeah, the contract was offered, and Lewis went, no, thank you. Yeah, no, it's Mercedes or bust, and, like, I just... But will I get more him. nervous? Like, yeah, for sure. But right now I'm at a four. Yeah. I think I I don't foresee Lewis leaving. I also think something that's not talked about enough that's worth touching on before we wrap up the Lewis conversation is that I think Lewis really believes that he can do the most good while he's still driving. So a lot of people will point at all of his other interests and all of the other things he's working towards, uh, whether it's, you know, he's building things for the greater good of all of our lives, or he's building Hollywood movies. I think he knows and understands that right now he can do the most good while still driving, actually. So none yeah. of those things matter. He's going to be in a Mercedes car next year. I just want to know like for how long and when I need to be stressed again. Yeah, really people important. are like, oh, yeah, but he'll have so much more time to work on the other things. It's like, yeah, but the leverage you have when you're still active is like so very different. So I 1,000% agree with you there. But give us the news, please, Lewis. Maybe the contract signed on Toto's arm cast. Like maybe that's what, maybe it's all just written here and Lewis has just signed it here and that's, that's the reveal. <laughs> I want that more than anything. If I was a social, if one of us was a social media person over on the Mercedes team right now, I would be on the phone. Like, okay, Toto, you can't take your cast off until the Dutch GP and we're gonna announce this there and it's gonna be on your cast and like, it's gonna be a whole thing. We're gonna get Lewis to sign it in some public setting and then like someone's gonna catch a photo of it. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm building the campaign right now. It's it. <laughs> such a good idea, it. Nicole. Thank you, thank you. Since it is spring break, which marks the midpoint in the season, give or take a race because China, but this week I have two podiums that I'm calling my mid-season review podiums. And then next week, Nicole is going to bring her mid-season review podiums. So starting out in probably the least shocking place, if you've listened to Gridwalk for a while, 
which is my favorite marketing activation, partnership announcements, etc. of the season. So we both work in marketing. The sponsorship side of F1 is something that we're very passionate about if you're new here. It's our favorite. So I do have an honorable mention here. It's an honorable mention because it is kind of preseason. I don't know how much it, it would count, but I wanted to include it. And it, okay, thank you. So honorable mention, PacSun's merch line. The freaking out I did that I now own two Formula One crop tops that I did not cut myself. <laughs> Worthy of inclusion on the podium. I probably would be higher if like it happened in season, but can't, can't all be perfect. P3, Google Chrome at the Silverstone GP. The Ferris wheel, Lando Norris's helmet. I don't think I heard more non-marketing business people talking about a marketing business activation than this activation because of how well they integrated it. And you can say what you want about the car livery and the fact that they like kind of misfired in my opinion, but at least we were talking about the fact that there was a Google Chrome livery. All right, P2. Oh, which one do I pick? Okay. Um, okay, P2. A last minute decision. I know, I know. I didn't actually rank these before doing it. I just listed out my top moments. Go with your gut. P2, Celsius sponsoring Ferrari for the US races. P2 for Celsius? Yeah, because this one's really on the list mostly because of my personal excitement for this. We did do an entire like 30 minute segment about what this means and how excited we are. If I remember, we'll link it in the show notes below so you could go back and listen to it because it all is still relevant about why this partnership was such a big deal to us. The reason it's only P2 is because I think it, it doesn't signify as much for the space as what P1 is going to be. <laughs> And you can argue with me about these being flipped after I tell you my P1, which is P1, Tart doing an influencer brand ship at the Miami GP. Yeah. That's... The fact that mm. a, yeah, a makeup brand decided that the best place to do a brand trip and bring a bunch of influencers was a Formula One race was so like foundational in my brain that like, we as female fans are being seen that I just, it, it needed to be P1 to me. Definitely P1. That was a huge deal. I agree with you. But Celsius, we still love you and happy with Ferrari. Spin two. Now that we've already decided and announced on Gridwalk that Lewis Hamilton will be staying at Mercedes forever, we can spin two. <laughs> Spinning the tire of topic. <laughs> Ooh, and it goes around and around and around. Oh, it always lands right in between. Wild card. Oh my gosh. So spicy and fun and so wild, but I, I'm, wow. Okay. So this was really just space for us to talk about silly season wishes. Like everything else on this wheel, everything we've been talking about has been very like, there's this story or let's talk about this driver and where that driver is gonna end up based on these things that are either rumored or reported, etc. So this is really meant to be like 
we haven't talked a lot about what our wishes are for Silly Season. So, Nicole, what are your Silly Season dreams, wishes, desires that are detached from reporting? Yes. I want an announcement of Seb in some type of administration role somewhere. Like, I miss him a lot. (laughs) And I, or like, even if it's within F1 or if it's him like pursuing other ventures, which I've also like seen some news and like considering of things of him doing. I mean, I would love to see him like somewhere on the grid, but I want Seb, I want Seb back. I would, I think it would be just so beneficial to the sport and having his presence back. It feels like there's something missing this year. Um, so I want Seb somewhere if, and I'm not necessarily saying, like saying, put him back in a car because like, like, look, I'm not going to get like too hopeful wild. If I want to get real wild car, let's put him back, see what he can do in that Aston now. But I think realistically, I was going to say, what are you talking about? Put him in a car. <laughs> no, but I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. If, like coming off the Lewis Hamilton conversation we were having where like, it does feel like Seb left F1 to go do all this other stuff and make this impact. And I don't know if he's been able to do that or has actively been pursuing doing that off the grid as well as as much as he wanted. Yeah, I feel like it's going to as much. And I just, yeah, I agree with you. I, I would also, on my wish list, would be some way for Seb to be at at least 60% of the races. Like, I don't care if it's in an administration role with the team. I would love if it was back in a car. Please put him back in a car. That would be great. Um, I would even take him joining Red Bull. Like, I, yeah. I actually think it would really help my distaste for Red Bull if Seb was there somewhere. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, some kind of Seb news would be awesome as a wild card. I think that I would really like a, like, some kind of driver from a different series coming over into F1. And we have IndyCar on here, so I'm not going to talk about that in particular. But to me, it doesn't need to be a single-seater thing. Like, there are great race car drivers all over, and I did like... As much as I didn't fully believe in the Nick DeBreeze experiment, I do like seeing world champion caliber drivers who are currently driving in other disciplines get to try out other things. Like I really enjoyed Fernando Alonso getting to do Le Mans and then also try IndyCar and the Indy 500. I want, it's really cool to see what, um, I think it's Project 91 is doing in NASCAR right now, where they're basically running a car that like, other drivers can go and experiment in NASCAR. So that's why we've seen Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen run NASCAR. Um, And not that I'm a NASCAR fan in any way. I just like seeing drivers who do other disciplines try other things. So I would love if we got some kind of driver who specializes in some other motorsport get to be in an F1 car next year. Very exciting. And today I hope we hit the Indy car on the wheel. But if not, we'll have to save that for another episode. Tease. It's a tease. It's a tease. I was at Lollapalooza this weekend and like people had a ton of really amazing outfits across the board, but some people, F1 merch in the wild. And it felt really great to be seeing F1 merch in the F1 off season. Cause I was like, oh yes, you are also kind of dealing with what I am dealing with. So these are 
fellow Lollapalooza attendees that are also F1 fans like myself. So P3, first interaction, shout out to the guy that I met at Emo Night set. He was rocking the F1 Sun merch. I literally have his t-shirt. It was across the field, either Fall Out Boy or like Panic at the Disco is blaring in the background. And he's rocking out and he, and I just literally point at his shirt and I was like, yeah. And he like did it right back. P2, Charles Leclerc fan, Sarah. She shout out to Sarah. That, shout out to Sarah, waiting in line for deep dish pizza. So please don't tell all of the New Yorkers, as I said in a deep dish shirt, I cheated on New York style pizza this weekend. But I look They're up different my, things. They are different. They serve different purposes. New York is better though. One but, is a pie. One is pizza. Is deep pie. dish pizza is not pizza. Okay. Tangent. <laughs> Sorry. You were going to say things about Sarah, but you can't say deep dish pizza and me not sneak in there that it's not pizza. It's just tomato pie. Correct. Those are different things. You can like them both. <laughs> and Sarah also likes deep dish pizza and Charles Leclerc. Uh, looked up, did see the latest Puma collab. I spot, it was like caught it. Before I saw the number 16, I saw the little diamonds on this white hat. And I said, I absolutely love your hat. She's like, oh, thank you so much. I said, are you coping well with the break? She says, I needed a little bit of a break. I says, yeah, I know, me too. And that was the end of the whole entire thing, but it was such a real go Ferrari moment. I told her to check out Gridwalk. Hopefully she does. If you are listening, hi, Sarah, loved your hat. Hopefully Charles has a better half of the season. And P1, my favorite fan interaction of the weekend. Shout out to Jamie in a Danny Rick jersey. Oh, of, of course, of course that's your P1. I was like, wow, Sarah seems really nice. It looks like you had a great interaction. Like what's gonna top this? So this is outside, oh gosh, was it between, I think I was waiting for Maggie Rogers and spotted corner of my eye. It was a Red Bull. Furious Motorsports jersey. And at first I was like, oh no, Red Bull. Ah, and then I saw Ricardo on the back. I go running up to her and say, I'm so sorry to suddenly ambush you, but I just need to say, I absolutely love your jersey for the fact that it's Daniel Ricardo, but not that it's Red Bull. And she says, totally understand, Honey Badger's back. We high five, chatted a little bit. Um, and then the show was starting, but such a P1 experience. Shout out to Jamie. It was really great to run into another Danny Rick fan in the wild and like fangirl about it for a second. And before we move on from Nicole's experience at Lollapalooza, I want everyone listening to this to leave a comment, you know, a review, etc. Just cheering for the fact that Nicole somehow has a voice today because I her voice yesterday, gone. So let's give Nicole a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're able to record a podcast. We have a podcast. Audio components are required. All right, Tyre, what topic do you have for us now? Spinning. I never know what to say to fill the time as it spins. And it also always stops like in the middle. Ooh, this is an interesting one. <laughs> Lando Norris and Alex Albon. So if you're confused why I put those two together, not you, Nicole, but anyone listening, I know you're not. It's because they both have very similar stories right now, which is connections to other teams. That's not the team they're driving for. And, uh, but they've taken it in two different directions. So I thought we'd start with Alex Albon because it's the easier, quicker one. Yes. Uh, Alex Albon 
oh, we just want him to succeed so much and he has declared himself as like the Williams racing fanboy like no matter what he just so believes in the team and believes in what they're doing there and even with the buzz of like when there was the conversation and last week we talked about like Red Bull number two seat like Will Alex made it very clear I am here at Williams I'm very happy with Williams and I will be at Williams you're also kind of bearing the lead which is it's Pretty decently reported that Red Bull asked Alex Albon to come back, and Alex said no. Yeah. And I don't know if it's belief in Williams or a lack of wanting to put himself through the turmoil of the Red Bull system ever again. Like, if Mercedes came calling, I'm sure he'll say yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Even I'm Ferrari. Giving, I'm using Alex's words at the moment, yes. but you're so right. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't think why I, I wouldn't want to go back. Uh, there anyway. I mean, I would want to go there to begin with, but that's also just me. Um, but it would be cool to see if Alex could do something at Williams. But yeah, I think the not wanting to return. Shout out to Alex for not going back to your toxic ex. Whoops. <laughs> Unlike some other other ones who've tried. Uh, people just we all can't be Alex Albon. No, but I do think Alex Albon's current contract length at Williams though is. Of the drivers out there right now, is setting himself up the best to be in a Mercedes seat when Lewis does decide to retire. Because, by the way, that's what we're dealing with here, whenever Lewis decides to retire. But, so, Lando Norris is definitely the more interesting one of the pair here. Where it has been decently reported that Lando Norris has had multiple offers from Red Bull every single time his McLaren contract is up, and Lando said, no thank you, I don't need to be in that shit show. And, you know, more power to you, Lando. Like, it is definitely much easier to not be at a top team and to just be lauded as, oh, if only he was. So he's taken the easier route. But now, apparently that's being offered again. They're courting Lando. And I think it's really interesting that even in the last two weeks, we've gotten a quote from Lando that says, no, 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 I'm sticking it out with McLaren. That would be cool. We've also gotten some inklings and some quotes that show that he seems to be a little more open to it than previously thought. So yeah. what do you think the likelihood is that Lando ends up at Red Bull? And do you want to see it? So uh, likelihood, again, it's just the big question of like, Will, I mean, yes, when Red Bull, like, removes Checo, it's like, then it's just going to, like, all go, like, full frenzy. I did last week say I would love to see the chaos that occurs um, with Lando and Max, um, both at Red Bull. Until you said maybe Fernando at Red Bull would be, like, I, I was trying to think of, like, what would be, like, a really entertaining thing to watch. That is definitely more entertaining, I think, but I would love to see, like, Lando at Red Bull and just sounds like an alternative multiverse that I would definitely watch for a period of time. Um, I don't know what my overall feelings would be in the long run for it, but right now I'd be like, yeah, that's interesting. Sounds sure. Would you just be like, hard pass, do not <laughs> eject on sport? Eject don't need on sport. that. No, I thank do you. I want to hear this. Uh, no, I. I think right now my brain in that second Red Bull seat is prioritizing competitive. Like if we were watching, I need to be able to see two drivers duke it out for the world championship versus Max and Max's other. friend. Right. Max and 
person that they point to and say, he's trying. And like, um, I, think so, that point, I think Lando has that even if like he is good friends with Max, they're both have like, he has that, like that competitive mindset of like, I want to do this. I think he'd, he would, he wouldn't just sit back and like let Max be Max. And I actually want to see if Lando's that good, mm-hmm. right? Like, and Max is the test. And so, yes, those, neither of those drivers are my favorite drivers, but at least we would get a really spicy championship battle. So I would be completely in favor of it. I, so I do, it, it has been reported that Liberty is putting a lot of pressure on Red Bull to fill that second seat with a competitive driver. And of the young competitive drivers, Lando seems like the obvious choice. I agree. So I don't We'll I'm actually kind of hoping for it. What happens? I mean, it would. I wouldn't be like surprised. <laughs> like I would be like, uh huh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but at the same time, I'd be surprised because Lando's been so strong. No, 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 no. But you dangle that world championship. Hang the hey, dream. I I will say that if it comes out that Red Bull gave him the offer and Lando said no. I don't want to hear shit about Lando having a killer mentality or being one of the top drivers. Because if you're one of the top drivers, you take the fastest car by a million miles and you go try to beat Max. Yeah. Like, I am not a killer mentality person. I would not. I would be like, no, 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 don't need to be in the second seat to Max. That kills careers. But if you are a top driver, you think you can beat Max. So let's see if you can do it, Lando. Checo thought he could beat Max at the start of this year. And now... Look where that is. My second mid-season podium is tech moments that fried my brain in the moment. And I mean fried my brain in the most like positive way. It was like, what is going on there? That is crazy. I can't wait to see if that works kind of moment. Uh, so, P3, Mercedes B-Spec car. P3. Now, this is only this is only P3 because we, I think we all knew this was inevitable that this was coming and uh, and the antes- anticipation to like see the side pods was there, but it was just a relief that I just no longer had to hear about zero side pods. It was less there was no like, "Oh my god, is this going to work?" It was more like this better work. And those are different feelings, but it needed to get mentioned P3. Yes. Um by the way, I not on this list are some things that will probably be on someone listening to this personal exciting tech moments. This is just selfishly my exciting tech moments. This is for just you, so we're clear. Not for them. <laughs> right. I'm including you into my brain. Uh, like, McLaren is not on this list. McLaren bringing their beast by car, it was not an exciting tech moment. It was an exciting moment in the season. But, okay, moving on. Already making excuses about people not liking my podium. P2. When Aston Martin showed up with the water slides in preseason testing. And actually, the craziest part is that they showed the water slides in their like car launch. They actually showed their car, but none of us believed them. And there was a whole thing for a while there until we got well-lit photos that no one knew how deep they went. It was like, do they just go to the depths of hell? <laughs> and P1, my favorite tech moment of the season so far, 
is when all the cars went flying at the Monaco GP, and we finally got floor pictures. Floor. It was just such a glorious day. And it also just then led to, like, the greatest joke when we got to see the bottom of the Williams, and they were just like, wow, you could really just see the difference. Oh, you could even see the difference that day between the Mercedes, the Ferrari, and the Red Bull, and just, like, the frenzy in the tech community in circles as everyone was like, get me the photos, where are the photos? And they- the Red Bull, it's the Red Bull, everyone go, 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 go. Everyone's just like... I think I sent you a podcast worth of voice notes that day with like so many screenshots. And then you started getting like all the really smart people drawing squiggly lines and explaining how the floors worked. It was a magical tech day of the season. And I just want to extend a formal thank you to Sergio Perez for just going in his downward spiral because we would not have all the photos we have today. We actually, post Red Bull upgrade, also got photos of those floor because of him. So thank you. Thank you for not being great because if you're not going to give us a championship battle, which we all knew, at least give us floor photos of the Red Bull. So thank you. And those are my tech moments of the season so far. All right, I think our final spin of the day. Anything remaining we'll touch on next week. Let's see what the tire chooses for us. Tire up. And... Ooh. Okay, so this is Max, so it might not be our final spin of the day because this one's a quick one. And it's, uh, the, Max seems to like to talk a lot about how he no longer wants to be driving in F1. So if we're talking about silly season, I do think it's worth touching on the fact that he has spent a lot of time this season talking about how he no longer wants to be driving in F1. What are your thoughts and feelings? Yeah, he just seems like kind of bored. I don't, I, I can't get a read on like someone who's so unbelievably dominant in a sport, but then a lot of the time like kind of looks like they don't want to be there or like it almost doesn't recognize like, I don't know. I feel like when you see like an iconic, like we're doing it, we're doing the thing. And every weekend Max is like, yep, we're here and we're doing it again. And all of his quotes are like, yeah, and the racing. Like, I think he would be like 10 times happier sitting at home doing like his truck sim racing and like living out his life. Like, I just, I'm not getting like the passion and jazz and desire that you would for someone who has such a dominant position in the sport, but also maybe he'll just continue on and on and on. I the most interesting athlete perspective I've ever seen for someone in such a dominant position. Right. And I don't think I'd be thinking this much about it if he wasn't talking all the time about how, I don't know how long I'll be in the sport, like maybe only a couple more years. I don't know. I don't know. He also has an absurdly long contract, I think through 2028, but it doesn't mean contracts in F1 don't mean anything. Everything's made up. But... It don't matter. <laughs> Everything is made up, and the points don't matter, yes. Um, I think the counter-argument I've seen to a lot of this is that he might be trying to build out some kind of leverage for some kind of contract negotiation that he's working on. I want them to give Max the ability to race in whatever series he wants. I want Max, because I think Max would. I think if Max was actually allowed to race in non-F1 weekends, we would see him in the endurance championship, like running a NASCAR, like who knows what Max would do. Crazy to see Max do a triple crown. I'd love to be able to see somebody do it. So give Max the freedom to do it. Let him have some fun. Maybe I think if he can have fun. 
<laughs> he's definitely been built to be a racing robot. <laughs> I don't know. No, he seems to have fun on his streams that he does. So Right, that's what but, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't... Let him go play his truck simulator games and have the time of his life. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's leaving F1 anytime soon, yeah. but I'm intrigued why he keeps talking about it and what he's trying to get out of it, I think is my POV on this. Yep, but so, yeah, he... no, he's not going anywhere this year. Hey, it would be Nico Rosberg retiring after a world championship times like 3,000 if he was just like, okay, goodbye, I'm done. Oh, that'd be crazy huge. Wow. Oh my goodness. Anyway, we'll see if that happens. All right, we lied before. As soon as it landed on Max, we knew that was a quick one. So we have time in the show rundown to spin this one more time. And the things remaining, if you're just listening and you want some suspense, we have a return to Carlos Sainz. We have a Logan Sargent. We have the two Alfa Romeo guys. And then we have IndyCar and F2. Let's spin. And slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And return to Carlos Sainz. Fantastic. F this story. This has been a nightmare of a week since we last recorded about Carlos Sainz because it's all just gibberish because some publication in Australia said that Carlos Sainz has a pre-contract, which by the way, isn't a real contract. It's a verbal agreement that, hey, maybe we'll sign you or maybe I will drive for you with Audi. And then there's no one else reporting that. But it became such wildfire on social media because there's no news coming out because it's summer break that the science team had to report to the Italian press that Carlos has no interest in leaving Ferrari and he's just negotiating with Ferrari. I think the actual quote was, uh, <laughs> I think it was option A, but in my head, I read it as plan A, plan B, plan C are all Ferrari. <laughs> the only way Ferrari knows how to communicate or understand is by lettered plans. Yeah, as right. soon as we saw all that coming around, and I was like, "Hey, all right, Brianna, where, what, what's our sourcing? How, where is this coming from? Is the, what country is this coming from in reporting? And like, how deep down can we find this?" We had like discussed this little bit of a buzz like last week of like this was always a possible like option for him, but like, gosh, a headline that says pre-contract is like great. So you have like nothing because a pre-contract isn't a thing, really. It's all made up, and the points don't matter. All made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't know how to talk about this right now because I do think, I do think Mattia Bonato was the one who brought in Carlos. I do think Carlos was brought in under the understanding that he was not going to be treated as a number two driver when he is faster on track. I do think Carlos has been treated like a number two driver when he's been faster on track a number of times so far this season. And as a Carlos Sainz fan, I have wanted to scream at Ferrari because what's the point? Mm -hmm. And then they'll call. You're not competing for anything. Pit stop strategy and just everyone gets screwed up. Don't start. If you, it's also just like they're doing it poorly. Like there's a way to do it where we can't see it. Right. So if Carlos, like, if you start Carlos on sauce and Leclerc on mediums, and then Carlos ends up behind Leclerc on the mediums, then everyone in the world is going to see the fact that you're ruining Carlos's strategy because you started him on softs. Just don't start him on softs. Don't do that strategy. Because the only way that strategy works is if you swap your drivers. 
So I just, they're, they're even doing it poorly. There's a way to like somewhat hide this. <laughs> Instead they're doing, so, but I tangent. We're talking about Ferrari, Brianna. I would totally support Carlos going to another team. I'm just tired of these rumors because I don't think they're coming from anywhere substantial. Yeah, I agree with you there. Just again, silly season headlines. Welcome back to Yellow Sector Notes. Not the fastest walk around F1, but we will complete a full lap well, not this week. We're actually, this week, we're not completing a full lap around the paddock because it's silly season. There's only so, well, it's summer break, not really. There's only so much news. I don't know. Bear with me. I'm giving you the good news if there is news to be told. All right. So starting with some McLaren news, it has been formally announced that IndyCar drivers Alex Palou and Pato Award will be getting McLaren the McLaren Rookie FP1 sessions this year. I'm so excited. Please give Pato the Mexico race. Thank you. McLaren, not McLaren, I read McLaren, it's Mercedes. Mercedes released their sustainability report for this year, which is a really interesting report that they do to hold themselves accountable. Yuki dropped new merch. It's currently only available in Japan, but he says global shipping is coming really soon. It's also really cool. He's really leaning into the like fall leaf vibe. I really like it. McLaren and Coke continue to have the most like confusing brand relationship on the grid, in my opinion. I never know if Coca-Cola is actually sponsoring McLaren, and then they just like randomly drop a Coca-Cola Burger King McLaren sponsorship combination. But I don't know. It's confusing, but it exists. So McLaren is doing some kind of giveaway with Burger King. Uh, speaking, Oscar Piastri has dropped flip-flops. Leaning into the meme. Did you see this meme? I did not, but now I, I, I will have to do a deep dive. Yeah, uh, Crash Course, because I'm not the like perfect person to retell this, but uh, I think Oscar Orlando did one of those videos of like Aussie slang and you know, like flip flops. Oh, and yes, yes, I do. Yes, I did see this. Okay, yeah. it came back. So, yeah, so then Oscar actually went to his merch team and they made flip flops. And I think they named them Thong Standals, and he's like gonna send Lando a pair. I don't know. Something. I just like leaning into the meme. Uh, Joe Guan Yu visited a Lululemon shop in China, which is a brand that he's currently an ambassador of, and all the videos looked insane. He was totally swarmed. It's really cool to see just how popular he is in his home country. And I, I am excited for when we go back and race there, and he gets to have a home race next year. Fingers crossed that that contract is coming soon. Um, this week, someone was quoted as saying that Alpine wants to be the French Ferrari. I'm just gonna leave that there. Esti Besti teased new merch, speaking of Alpine. And last but not least, Roscoe will be in the new F1 movie that Lewis Hamilton is producing. Oh, I can't those, are, those are the Yellow Sector notes for episode 29 of Gridwalk. How was my sector time today, Nicole? Faster than Delta canceled my flight today. That's pretty fast. Thank you to voiceover man. Thank you, Lana Del Rey. And to our four-legged executive producers. If you are an audio listener, don't forget to turn on your auto download so that you always have a Gridwalk episode with you ready to listen to. And take two seconds to please, please, please rate and review the pod. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, turn on notifications, leave us a comment, let us know what silly season headline would you like to see come true? It doesn't need to be one that we talked about. Make up your own. Maybe you want to see Big Bird on the grid. Let us know what you'd like to see happen. 
All of these things, all of the engagement, the rates, the views, the comments, subscriptions, really, really help us out and help people find our podcast. Show our podcast to your fellow F1 friends. Make sure you're joining us for daily grid walks on all of our social media platforms. Follow at Gridwalk Show on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and threads. That list keeps getting longer and longer. We'll be back to walk the Formula One grid every Thursday, even during F1 summer shutdown, and we sincerely hope you join us. Today kind of felt like a Ferrari pit stop and not a good walk. (laughs) I think our filming locations give that away. Maybe, maybe a little bit, yeah.